Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about some things from the life of David. And, you know, the past couple of weeks, I've just been reading back through First and Second Samuel, and there's just been a few major things that I feel like the Lord has highlighted to me um, from his life, you know, from an overall perspective. And so I want to share those with you. And, you know, they do go along with what we've been talking about the last few weeks. Um, we've been talking about uh, living in the plan of God for your life, right? How to follow the leading of the Spirit so that we we can live in God's best for us, right? And not miss out on what he has for us. And so these things are, these things go along with that. You know, they're huge factors in staying in the will of God, staying in God's plan for your life. And so the first thing I had written here was 1 Corinthians 10, 11. It says about the Old Testament stories that these things were written for our instruction. So the stories in the Old Testament, you know, first of all, we can find Christ in all of them. But secondly, you know, the, these stories are written so that we can learn things from these great men and women of God who went before us, right? And it's written for our instruction and as examples. And so we have things that we can learn from the life of David. And there's a million things about the life of David that are so powerful, but I'm just going to touch on three that stood out to me the past week as I was reading back through it. And so the first one I have is that what really stuck out to me in 1 Samuel, um, this the first half of David's life, is that he was very serious about honoring God's anointed who was Saul, who was the king before David. Um, and, you know, this is something I've heard taught on. I've known it, you know, oh yeah, David really honored Saul uh, because he was God's anointed. Um, even though Saul was the one trying to kill David, right? So Saul was not, he wasn't even a good king, right? God said, you've disobeyed me and, uh, you know, I've rejected you from king. Yet he remained on the throne for several more years. Um, but what's crazy, it just took me, all over again, the seriousness of how David honored him time and time again, even after Saul tried to kill him multiple times, David refused to, to put his hand against God's anointed or to speak against God's anointed. And this is huge for us to understand. So I want to start by reading you First uh, Samuel 26 verse 10 through 11. So David had multiple opportunities to kill Saul right? In self-defense, Saul was out to kill David, right? So David could have uh, had many opportunities where he could have killed Saul, but this is what it says. Uh, 1 Samuel 26, 10 and 11, it says, David said, as the Lord lives, he will smite him, meaning the, the Lord will bring him down when the time is right, or his day will come to die, or he will go down in battle and perish. But the Lord forbid that I should raise my hand against the Lord's anointed, but now take the spear that is at, at his head in the bottle of water and let us go. And so David said, look, God's going to remove him from office when he's ready or he's going to die in some other way. But far be it from me to lift up my hand against God's anointed. And so I want you to see this because this is huge for us as believers. It is important that you honor whom God has anointed. It doesn't even matter if they're perfect. It, and it shows honor for the Lord to honor the anointing on our man or a woman of God's life. And even seeing the way David mourned so much when Saul died, right? You would think reading back through, it's like you would think he'd be like, hallelujah, praise God. Saul's dead. Finally, I can stop running for my life. But David was devastated. So, you know, we as believers, we should never celebrate the fall of a man of God or a woman of God. It is deeply devastating when a man or a woman of God falls. Or something happens, you know, and, and they get into error or they fall away. 
That, that is something that is to be grieved, never to be celebrated. And you know, if you, if you know me, most people that know me know this, I have one major pet peeve, or maybe I have two, but the main pet peeve that I have in life is if you come around me and start smack talking a man of God, that just like aggravates me to no end. There is nothing that strikes the chord with me like that. You come around me, you start bad talking men of God. It just, it aggravates me so much. Why? Because it shows a lack of reverence for the anointing. Yes, that person may not be perfect. Maybe what you're saying about them is even true, but to talk down on someone that God has anointed and God has raised up and God has used mightily in our generation. It doesn't matter if they're perfect. It doesn't matter if you agree with them to talk down about God's anointed is a severe offense. And I believe that this thing about David is a big reason why God said, David is a man after mine own heart. David knew how to recognize and honor the anointing of God. And I believe that that's even why he even honored the anointing upon his own life. And that's why he was so quick to repent when he did fall into sin. David was very quick to repent. And he said, Lord, whatever you do, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Don't take the anointing from me because he honored the anointing. And so I just want to encourage you. You want to be like David, a man after God's own heart? Honor your pastor. Honor men and women of God in your generation. Show honor and don't be found talking down about men and women of God. Don't lift your hand against God's anointed because that is a serious offense against the Lord. And so that's the first thing that really stood out to me about David's life, that he honored God's anointed. And the second thing I have that's powerful about David, again, this was mostly in 1 Samuel in the first half of David's life, is he always inquired of the Lord. Many times throughout 1 Samuel, you'll see the phrase, and David inquired of the Lord. And this is huge. This is what we've been talking about the past few weeks is David made it his business to find out the mind of God, of what God wanted him to do, and he carried it out. And so this scripture I also wanted to read to you, Acts 13, 22, uh, it says, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart who will do all of my will. The thing that made David a man after God's own heart is that he inquired of the Lord and he fully carried out God's will. When God made known to him his will, David fully carried out the will of God. So if you want to be a man or a woman after God's own heart, you have to inquire of the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do in this situation? And not just plow ahead with your own wisdom. We have to take the time to inquire of the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? You have to seek out the will of God for your life. And this is what we've been talking about on this series is that the, the plan of God for your life is not automatic. The will of God for your life is not automatic. You have to seek these things out with your whole heart. You have to stop and take the time to inquire of the Lord. And you know, there's so many Christians, they just do whatever they want. Let's just be honest. They, oh, take this job. It seems good to him, them. They marry this person. It seems good to them, whatever. But when is the last time that you stopped to inquire of the Lord before you made a decision? And I believe that that's one of the great things that marks, that marked David's life is that he inquired of the Lord. And when he got an answer, he didn't just inquire of the Lord. When he got the answer, he fully carried out the will of God. And that's what we talked about last week was not kicking against the goats. Don't war within yourself against what you know, what God is telling you to do. Get in agreement and fully carry out the will of God. When you inquire of him and he tells you, be quickly obedient to carry that out. And so. I had a scripture for that. Let's see. Uh, 2 Samuel 5, 
Second Samuel five, he inquired of the Lord twice. Uh, in verse 19, it says, David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said, go up for I will surely deliver them into your hand. And so this was a huge part of David's continuous victory through first Samuel and, and the beginning of second Samuel. He had all these victories and it's because he inquired of the Lord. And so many times, you know, as I was just thinking about this, many times people, they find themselves in difficulty in life and they want to blame God and they say, oh, Christianity is just so hard. God is just putting me through this difficult time. But many times it's because you did not inquire of the Lord. God may have been trying to warn you or trying to lead you a different way. And many people, they put the blame on God when in reality, you have to go back and say, Lord, did I, did I inquire of you? Is this even the path you wanted me to take? And that's why people get in this whole false mentality of, man, God just has this hard thing for me. I'm just in a dry season. I'm in this difficult season. And you have to go back to, did you, did you even inquire of the Lord? You know what I mean? Is this even the will of God, whatever situation that you're in? And that's not to say that you don't go through trials and difficulties in your Christian life. You can see in 1 Samuel, David was continuously victorious, but was he facing persecution? Absolutely. You want to be anointed of God? You're going to suffer perse persecution. That's part of the package, right? But he wasn't suffering defeat. He was being persecuted and his faith was being tried, but he was going from victory to victory. God was constantly protecting him and delivering him out. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. So if you're suffering defeat after defeat in your life, you have to go back to, Lord, have I strayed away from what you were telling me to do? Because that's going to be the key, inquiring of the Lord. And not just running out and doing your own thing. Find, getting the mind of God and being obedient to that. And so this is the last thing I had that I wanted to share. So the third thing that stood out to me, uh, this is more in the second half of David's life. I feel like there's two parts of David's life. The first, life is, the first half of his life is when he's anointed by God and you know he honors Saul and everything's going good. Even though he's being chased by Saul, he's having continuous victory right? And then after this pinnacle moment, which is the third thing that stood out to me when David sinned, when his fall, I should say, his downfall, is that he sinned with Bathsheba. And many of you know the story. I'm not going to take the time to go through it all. But, you know, he committed adultery and then he had her husband killed in war and took her as his wife, um, which is a very wicked sin against the Lord. And so, because of that sin, you know, that's when God said, because you have done this thing and you have killed Uriah, who was Bathsheba's husband, and you've taken her, you know, you've committed adultery with her, the sword will never depart from your house. So there was a price that David had to pay for his sin. There was a consequence for his sin. And after that, you'll see it's constant war in his life. His son, you know, tries to overthrow him. It, all kind of crazy stuff happens, right? And so I want you, the, what I want you to catch from that is that sin is costly. Mistakes are costly. Will God forgive you? Yes. God will forgive you. God is so merciful. When you are truly repenting, God will forgive you and God can still use you and God still used David. But understand that mistakes are costly. You don't want to have the mentality that, oh, well, I can just like go commit adultery and it's all good. Like God will get me back on track. No, mistakes are going to cost you something. And you know, people like to focus on the side of, 
of God that he was so merciful and all that kind of stuff, which is so true. And if you have messed up, that's what you do need to focus on, that God is so merciful that he is going to restore you and that God can still use you no matter what you've done in your past. But if you're young and you're just getting started in life, I want you to focus on the I want you to focus on the side of you don't have to make mistakes. In every temptation there is a way of escape. Just because you're being tempted doesn't mean you have to give into that temptation. Mistakes will cost you something. And God doesn't want you to be making these kind of mistakes. And understand that the only reason that David made this mistake and fell into sin with Bathsheba is because he got out of the plan of God. The Bible talks about how he was supposed to be out at war. During the season where kings were out at war, David stayed home. David stayed home. So the only reason that he even had this huge blunder in his life is because he got out of the plan of God. He wasn't where he was supposed to be. But that doesn't have to be your story. If you've already had that experience, God is merciful and he will restore you and God will still use you. But if you're young, you know, and you're, you're listening to this, I want to encourage you. Don't get out of the plan of God because it will cost you something. Mistakes are costly. Some mistakes you can easily recover from like small mistakes, but this mistake committing adultery is not a mistake that has a small price tag. Let's just be honest, okay? And you can read the book of Proverbs if you don't believe what I'm talking about. Basically, the whole first half of the book of Proverbs is about the uh, grave mistake that it is to have sex outside of marriage. Massive mistake, massive mistake. And it brought great, uh, a great detriment into David's life. He said, the, the sword will never depart from your house, right? And it was, he had lots of difficulties from that. So I just want to encourage you, you know, whenever we're facing a difficulty in life, instead of automatically blaming God and being like, well, this is just the season I'm in, we have to go back to, hey, have I done something to get out of the plan of God? Have I done something to, to grieve the Holy Spirit? Have I done something that's sin? You know, am, am I out of the will of God? Instead of just, you know, accepting defeat and being like, oh, you know, and Proverbs even says that it says people screw up their own lives by their own foolishness, Victoria translation. And then they blame God, you know, but you have to remember that God has, like we talked about last week, God's plan for your life is perfect. And David even went on to say at the end of second Samuel, he said, as for God, his ways are perfect. And he prayed, Lord, make my way perfect. Arm me with strength so that I don't have to stumble and fall and that I can live on your best for my life. And that's God's portion for us. So I just want to encourage you, wherever you're at in your life, let's go back through the three. Firstly, honor God's anointed. Honor your pastor. Honor the men and women of God that are in your life that God has anointed to speak into your life. Uh, you don't want to be talking about their flaws and criticizing them. Dr. Rodney says you will never receive from an anointing that you criticize. So firstly, honor God's anointed. Honor men and women of God that are anointed. Uh, secondly, always inquire of the Lord. When you are faced with a situation and you need to know what to do, don't just blaze through with your own ideas of what might be best. It, take the time to seek the Lord. Inquire of the Lord and fully carry out his will in that situation. And thirdly. Uh, how can we word this in a, in a positive way? Thirdly, understand that sin is costly. Sin is costly, but in every temptation, God has made of a way of escape for you. And you don't have to stumble and fall. Even I was reading in Jude this morning, Jude said, Lord, keep me from stumbling and falling and keep me on your path. And that's gonna be your portion in Jesus' mighty name.
this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.